Disclaimer. The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. I am joined today by Menace. Hello. And Blaze. What up? And today we thought it'd be a good idea just to look around the internet, see what's been going on, what people have been talking about, what people have been uh, freaking out about in some cases. But uh, a lot has been going on this yeah, week. Yeah, a lot. Kind of all over the place. Yeah, and I think the first thing that we should cover. Because apparently it's literally the thing that everybody's talking about, aside from the very next story that we're going to be talking about. But, uh, Menace, why don't you take us through this, uh, this kind of internet craze around the Titanic submarine? Well, okay, so I should say it's not around the submarine itself, more as the people that were in the submarine. It's essentially become what's called Eat the Rich uh, by the internet, yeah. So, as everyone knows, the the Titan sub uh, got lost, and then was later, well, part of it was found, and we figured out that it was due to uh, an implosion from the depths. But even before it was found, the memes all were all over the place. Uh, there was I've seen a bunch of them. I've and won't lie, I won't. I laughed at a few of them. But we're all going to hell. We're all going to hell. It's just the <laughs> it's just the I wouldn't say joyride, but it's a ride until we get there. The internet just fully exploded with all of these memes all over. For it's still going on even now. And there's actually a Pennsylvania State University professor who studies uh, the psychology of media who said that this is more prone to something outside of media where it's uh finding pleasure in someone else or a group's uh pain it's 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 effect it's like it's like when you watch those funny fail videos on the internet or something like that a little bit of an extreme of a fail video but yeah oh yeah well i wasn't talking like this specifically but right you know i i think i think a lot of memes are coming out of this too just because of the, the weird thing about them using a Logitech controller to control the sub. It wasn't just that because this this actually goes into it. I thank you, Blaze. Um, because <laughs> there it wasn't just that. There were tweets by the creator and by the company OceanGate that parts weren't meant to be like specific specifically in there. Like there were there was the titanium outer shell, and then there were like aluminum plate or aluminum like bars and stuff. And you're not supposed to mix aluminum and titanium at that depth because of the pressurizing difference in them so they had that going on they had something screwed into the hull like where the one of the monitors were uh and even the the creator of the sub came out and said on twitter and said that we yeah we cut corners we did stuff that we weren't supposed that wasn't supposed to do, uh supposed to be done but i think i've covered it with science that's not how anything works yeah, and people and people are also making a meme about it because of the cost for going down there. The cost per passenger was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What? So there was nobody... that wasn't even finished. Yeah. What the fuck? That that just sounds like not only a waste of it was meant because it was meant for rich people. It's only meant for people that like have the ability to do this as a as a fun thing. There's like uh, so many other things you can do that are a lot safer for you. Right, me personally, I wouldn't spend like I don't care if I'm a billionaire. I wouldn't spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go down and see a rusted Titanic. 
I would rather risk going up into space than dealing with the pressure of being underwater. Yeah. Speaking of which, side little thing, uh, SpaceX did its first launch yesterday. Ooh, nice. Ooh, fun. What was the what was the specifics on the launch? I did not look into it. <laughs> we can cover that. We can cover that in a different week. We are <laughs> the most reputable journalists that look into all the stories we talk about. I know NASA just started this test where they're having a group of six people be in like a Mars situ- simulation for a year to see how they can handle life on Mars. That's actually really cool. Yeah, nice little testing um, where they can start focusing more on like trying to get people to Mars, like doing a test here to make sure we can mentally handle that kind of situation. I feel like they probably took a lot of inspiration from this with the <laughs> the Martian movie with Matt Damon. <laughs> Oh, yeah, with the poop potatoes? Yeah, yeah. potatoes. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> the potatoes. Yes. Let's go. All right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Another story that's kind of reached just the weirdest parts of the internet. It really has become like a global phenomenon. It's this stupid Grimace milkshake. What is everybody's obsession with this milkshake? What even is the Grimace? What is even this Grimace? I don't even I don't even know what it's like for. Well, I mean, I know Grimace was as Captain Obvious speaking here, Grimace was one of their mascots. I don't even know what he was there to market, realistically, because, like, huh? Anyways. Oh, right, yeah. Grimace was, like, that purple, like, blob mascot oh, yeah. thing that they had back in, like, the early 90s. Nobody knows where he came from. Or yeah. How he uh, so the big controversy around it is that it was for Grimace's birthday, and they used to celebrate it every year. They used to celebrate Grimace's birthday every year, but they haven't done that in, like, over a decade. Oh, wow. And now they're just doing it just for marketing on the shake so people are getting upset yeah and then what i've seen online is everybody's just been making a giant joke out of this like with them making youtube or tiktok videos of them drinking the drink and then just like losing their absolute mind yeah the uh the whole the whole thing with the memes of it is uh essentially if you drink the shake grimace is gonna come and get you so (laughs) they drink the shake and then it just shows them like covered in the grimace shake i think uh just lying on the ground oh i was just gonna say out of every mcdonald's mascot grimace would be the last one i would want to approach me. Give us the Hamburglar. Oh, God. <laughs> but no, I, I think my favorite Grimace meme is probably the one Zach King did where he's in his car, goes to drink it, and then he just explodes into the shake itself, and it's all over his car. Oh. Probably got a detail cleaned afterwards. And apparently it all stemmed from a milkshake that is, at its base, vanilla and berry. Yeah, that's it's literally just like a blueberry shake. Right? It it's just not makes it even purple. like not even that like special apparently it tastes vanilla if you're just drinking on its own but if you have the fries with it you taste the berry that makes no sense at all but uh speaking of other things that are starting to make a little bit more sense blaze it seems that we got some updates to the john majors case yeah so for those of you who don't know or anyone watching this uh doesn't know much about what's going on john majors who is a very renowned actor he was king the conqueror in Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumanium and in the Loki show. And also he played a pretty big role in the new Creed 3. A couple months ago, he was arrested for accusations of assault to his now ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari. I think I'm pronouncing that last name right. And he's been currently with his lawyers and 
and going waiting for court dates to get things cleared up if he is innocent or not. With the latest courtroom that happened, we started to realize a few things that could prove if Jonathan Majors is innocent. And if it is, then that means that this may end up being another Johnny Depp situation where someone ruined this man's career by false accusations of them abusing him. I hate how, like, it kind of just shits on the actual issues of domestic violence because these women, like, obviously there hasn't been a proven verdict one way or the other, but, like, especially talking about, like, referencing the Amber Heard trial, like, I hate when people misuse the justice system and try to gain off of somebody just for the fact that they're famous and have a lot of money. Basically, what happened was uh, Jonathan Majors and Grace Jabari were in a taxi cab heading to a bar, and allegedly what happened was Jonathan Majors assaulted her in the car, basically putting lacerations on her ear and breaking one of the fingers in her right hand. And those were the accusations that were put on Jonathan Majors to have him arrested and having this trial go on. But there were video evidence of Grace going into the bar right after when that accusation would have taken place and she has no blood on her. Her ear is not damaged. Her finger is not damaged. And there is minutes upon minutes of video footage of her looking absolutely fine. People grabbing her hand and partying, drinking, and she's using her right hand perfectly fine. Nothing broken and nothing, no worry on her whatsoever. So she just genuinely pulled an Amber Heard. Possibly. The name's Gemini and you're listening to the pop culture effect on CJ. JSW 90.9 FM. And on top of that, Jonathan Major's lawyer stated that they also are going to have the taxi driver along with the video footage in the taxi of what actually happened in the car. And the taxi driver has already stated to them that Jonathan Majors never eat, never touched her, never even raised, never even raised his voice at her while they were in the car. And there is talk and and surveillance, hasn't been leaked yet of the surveillance, but there has been talk about a video of Jonathan Majors trying to get out of the taxi and she is grabbing him by his jacket and by his arm trying to pull him in and just ripping his clothes trying to get him back into the car. So there's accusations that Jonathan is trying to put back on her that she is the one that actually assaulted him and he is just trying to get away. Because after what happened in the taxi, he got out and just walked to a different bar while she went into the one that the surveillance footage caught her. Yeah, this definitely seems like a very interesting situation just because like i i, I love I feel like i've heard this somewhere yeah before. yeah right yeah. i was just about to say See, something seems familiar about this mm-hmm. hmm. so a lot of it's looking in jonathan major's favor but then recently rolling stones just did an article where they're trying to get their own take on everything that's going on and allegedly they got interviews from some of jonathan major's exes of them talking about how a and manipulative he is. But the thing is, Rolling Stones never credited who these people are that said these claims. 
reports. So all of that is hearsay and matters nothing to the case. I mean, the only thing I could think to say in response to that is objection hearsay. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which, as a retort to that, Jonathan Majors obviously denied everything that happened in that article, but his lawyer even made a statement out saying that he even went to talk to many of his exes to get their t- to get a confirmation take on this. And one of them who he, I did not get their name, but one of them who they did credit that they were with, that he was with for like five to eight years, said that he was like one of the nicest people ever to date. So it's a lot of back and forth with this stuff of past lovers saying if he was good or bad. But a lot of the video evidence, if the rest of it does get proven, especially with the taxi driver situation, Jonathan may be innocent with all this. And a lot of the evidence showing that it may be that way, but it's still kind of hard to say this early on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there will be more information and updates that come out as the trial goes on and eventually ends. But I just want to say for, for Marvel's sake, I hope that he's innocent because uh, it would be quite difficult to have to deal with all of the plans that they have going on featuring Kang if John Majors has to uh, back out of that role. Supposedly, John Majors has already recorded everything he's done for Loki season two as well. Didn't they like already fire him though? Yeah, a lot of from what I've heard, a lot of majors, um, managers, and other companies that he's worked for have already let him go, unfortunately. Marvel is, from what I've heard, it's still kind of up in the air if he still is working for Marvel or not. They haven't announced that he's being recasted. The character has been recasted. So they might be waiting for an answer if he's innocent or not. For other companies, movie companies he's worked with, they're already calling him guilty and they're already letting him go from everything. And he's already his work has already been tarnished by this if he is innocent. This is one of the things I was worried about when the whole Johnny Depp case happened is that now like any anything yeah, anything that happens with any celebrity, it's just like, Oh, I'm gonna take you to court now. Yeah, we have stuff with like Ezra Miller who has been found guilty for the stuff he has done and he was still being credited for the Flash movie and was even on the red carpet showing up the Flash. Yeah. So moving from one potentially fraudulent form of combat to piece of like another form of combat, menace. What the heck is going on with Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg? Okay, so apparently this has been going on for a while. It happened with uh, Bill Gates and um, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. They would they actually used to snipe at each other, which is like internet form of fighting. And it's been going on for years between Mark and Elon. Where they they've been going back and forth on Twitter. Uh, Meta's creating a new version of Twitter now, like for their for their VR space. But Mark Zuckerberg started this and tweeted out about uh, having a fight with Elon, and Elon responded back and said, uh, "Name name a location at a time, and they'll and they'll be they'll do it." So Dana White, the UFC man himself, got in contact with both of these people and was up until 12:45 that morning with them, and they said they both wanted do it it would be an exhibition match and they both agree that there would be a charity like some sort of charity thing to go on with it since then we haven't heard much about it i was just gonna say isn't mark zuckerberg a freaking black belt in jujitsu uh he actually i was actually just getting into that but since since 2021 even before all this happened mark made like this big uh announcement that he was going to start bulking up and start uh like studying different martial arts he's actually sought out five 
different martial arts artists or different martial arts experts in May alone, and he's competed in his first public martial arts tournament since then. He's been in like this constant state of he he says he needs his jujitsu training needs 100% focus, and he's actually been like getting the man's kind of shredded now actually. But on the other hand, Elon Musk has tweeted that he almost never works out and once suffered a back injury that required surgery from participating in an exhibition match with a sumo wrestler. And he has also said that he is trained in judo and, oh god, I'm gonna butcher this, kokushin, which is a full contact Japanese martial arts, and no rules street fighting is his other form. (laughs) Yeah, what you want when you're getting ready for an exhibition. He is... Yeah, so just wanted to size up the the competitors, but yeah, so Dana White's been talking back and forth with him this entire time. Uh, Elon has tweeted that it could possibly be in the Ro- it could possibly happen in the Roman Colosseum. Oh jeez, what? Yeah, I mean, they're rich enough, they'll support. They're rich they'll enough. Pay. They're rich enough they'll to buy it. Do it somewhere like there. Yeah, I was gonna say like, are they gonna fight on the moon or some or some shit? Like- <laughs> So and, uh, even they're they're basically just doing this to get their beef against each other. Essentially, yeah, that's what it's been it's been building up to. And doing a, a charity service in the in the process. In in the, in the process, yeah. What you guys don't realize is this is going to be the main event of Creator Clash Three. I was going to say um, they should have done this during Creator Clash. Another big thing is that everybody's been kind of pointing this out is that Mark Zuckerberg is like 500 kilograms, 500 something kilograms, and Elon is like 700 kilograms. They're completely, they're in completely different weight classes, their heights are completely different, they would be in complete, so Dana White actually said that if this fight was to happen, it would be the, like, the biggest fight in fighting combat history because of how different, like, sets they are. I mean, what about when Floyd Mayweather fought Big Show at WrestleMania? But that, that's, that's WrestleMania wrestling. That's not professional wrestling. It's real to me, damn it. Uh, but going from a fight between two mortal enemies of the internet age to two best friends of the internet age, the duo of Ian and Anthony have finally bought back Smosh. Woo! Yeah, for those who have been living under a rock since 2017, Mr. Anthony Padilla left the company due to some creative issues with the corporation that bought them out. He's been doing great interviews, honestly, with like a plethora of different people spanning a bunch of different contexts and different conversations it's actually really interesting to see all that he's been able to accomplish he's back they they made their first video together and i'm not even exaggerating it genuinely felt like i was teleported back to early like 2015 2016 youtube where even earlier than that i felt like i was back in like 2008 that's true It, it definitely gave off that really old school vibe of smosh and yeah i'm happy with it but i'm just the the only thing i could think about and i know this is really stupid but what food is anthony gonna bring against ian's pink frosted sprinkles donut first food battle 24 2024 oh god i hope they do the food battle again those videos were funny as hell they were always my favorite thing of what they would do throughout the year it was that and like smosh cartoons but even smosh cartoons kind of like or sorry shut up caught cartoons it kind of fell off i find it funny that they they joke about how bad the smosh movie was right who's ready to be tortured (laughs) The the other thing that i really love about that is finally after like 
after like seven years or however long it's been to that. Well, it's uh, six years, six years now. Um, we finally have the answer to the meme of where's Anthony. He's right there. He's been there the whole time. You just haven't seen him. You're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW radio. Yeah. Speaking of other things that we can't see. And no, I'm not talking about John Cena. Blaze, I heard through the grapevine that there was a Harry Potter mobile game. And my first question is, can you use the Cloak of Invisibility? I haven't gotten that far in the game yet to know if that is available or not. But yes, new Harry Potter game called Harry Potter Magic Awaken just came out in the U.S. It has been around since 2021, but only in China and a few other states. And it finally has reached America. And this game is a lot of fun and probably a big win for mobile gaming because of just how entertaining this one is. You get to create your own Witcher wizard and go into the Harry Potter world. And fun enough, this actually takes place 10 years after the events of the last Harry Potter book or movie. Wait, so so, so they, made a se- they made a sequel to the series, but they made it as a mobile game. Yep, first time as an actual somewhat sequel too because all the other Harry Potter games we ever got either mobile with um, uh, Hogwarts Mystery or uh, Hogwarts Legacy for console and PC, they always took place in like the early 1900s or the late 1800s. This is the first time a Harry Potter game is actually in like after the events of the movies or the books, depending on which one you prefer. But the game in America has already had over 1 million downloads. And it's only been out for about a week. And go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, hooray for localization. Right. And throughout internationally, before it even reached America, the game has made over $358 million. What are the microtransactions like? I haven't been looking too much into it. It's mostly just fun cosmetics. Um, The game is, from what I've seen, fully, completely free to play. I haven't run into anything where, oh, I need to pay to get further in the game and whatnot. Uh, it's pretty, it's completely free to play and they just rely on cosmetic microtransactions. And I think they might even have a season pass in it. I'm not sure. But uh, the game, how it works, it, the art style of it um, is very familiar if you've ever been on the Pottermore website, how it has that like obscure cartoonish art style to it. And the game, this game very much takes place pretty much right out of that type of, type of art style. And it's kind of a card game RPG where whenever you're in combat, you can move your character around and then you basically have a spell cards to pick to use what spell you want to do and then you'll shuffle to the next card available. So it's a it's a card game. It has card combat. Kind of similar to if, any, if you guys have played Kingdom Hearts. Uh, oh, that one. Oh, yeah. Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories yeah. where in the combat you have to select a card to do attack, an attack. I remember that. It's very similar to that. Um, you can summon creatures, do other stuff. <laughs> funny enough, they, they made a one spell that I think is really funny. In Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban, they, the scene where Harry accidentally inflates his aunt, oh, uh, that's they a... made that into a spell that you can use to basically stop your enemy in place by making them inflate into a balloon. That's oh great. The story seems to be pretty fun in it so far, and the, the characters in it are all enjoyable. And nice. if you haven't seen it yet, I'd really recommend giving it a shot and seeing if you like it too. I mean, it definitely sounds uh, interesting. I've 
I've always been a fan of Harry Potter, especially after watching all the movies. I still am trying to consider if I should buy Hogwarts Legacy or if it's even worth it at this point. Oh, 100%. There will be DLC. I just want co-op. I want to be able to party up with two of my friends. That's all I want. They they tried to do a co-op mod for it, actually, and it destroyed the game. I see. Oh, wow. Granted, they did try to do a 100-player multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. I, I wonder what broke the game. But Hogwarts Legacy, that game is such a fun single-player game. You don't need it to be multiplayer. And hopping from one game to another, Menace, what has been going on with Destiny? We're finally getting server fixes! Oh yeah, because didn't they, didn't like a bunch of the servers just crash in the new update? No, they they haven't crashed. So this has actually been an issue for years and years. The servers have been getting worse. That's because Destiny 2 was originally on Xbox, what was it? Xbox 360? Xbox One, or yeah, it was Xbox 360, and then they moved it, they kept it, and moved it to the One, but it was still on the same engine from 360. It's been using the same engine for Destiny 1 going into Destiny 2? Yes, the Tiger engine has been getting updates, but it's not like a fully fleshed out new engine. No wonder why it's been so bad. But anyway, in this last, uh, Bungie does weekly updates for Destiny, for those of you that don't know. Um, They're called Twabs. And in this, they're called Twids now. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Twids. So it'll always be 12 for me. But anyway, (laughs) after years and years of this going on and players complaining, this last update for the season, for some reason, has been giving error codes that nobody has even seen before. Uh, People are dropping left and right in the middle of these end game content where if you want to go flawless, you can't. You can't back out of the content, so getting kicked essentially ruins your entire, like, three-hour raid run. Um, I, once, I once got an error code called Guitar because there was too many items on the ground, like too much ammo and glimmer that I just uh, didn't exactly. pick up, and it kicked me out of the game for that. I've never ran into that issue before, and it just randomly happened to me when I was going through the story. Exactly. But, like, so, and for the last, like, month or so since this, since this, uh, new season came out this new update bungie has been completely quiet they haven't even mentioned it in any of the other twids they haven't mentioned anything on the updates or or even the the state of the servers so we were like we're wondering what was going on but we got an update in this last one and they actually gave us a roadmap. uh there's stuff that they're working on now like continuing to make improvements on our production and development process to reduce the risk of disruption for players they're going to have an update in the mid version of uh in mid-season of this season season 21 where it'll be looking for targeted targeted improvements to our logging and alerting systems to diagnose issues more quickly with claims which is their error code system the stuff that kind of like keeps everything regulated didn't they also say from the fan poll not fan poll but like they were asking for like fan comments a few seasons back on how people how the fandom is feeling about how their seasonal activities go and like how just the seasonal process is for each season and they said that with this next season coming in they're also they're going to be implementing a lot of the changes that they want to add to make the game better from the feedback that the fans have left about how they feel about how each season has been yeah each of the each of the seasonal activities have been kind of like repetitive there's a six man and there's a three man activity but they each are like the same thing every time this season they kind of did switch it up which i did like they kind of made it like they made it more each week you're actually going deeper you're actually figuring out more of the puzzle for the for the 
uh, three-man activity. But yeah, they did say that they were going to start like switching stuff up and making seasons feel different, which I do enjoy. Um, but the, they have this roadmap for the updates for the servers goes on to the next like two or three seasons. Uh, in season 21, they're going to do chaos testing and kind of like uh, allows us to better simulate different failure modes for our services. We're adding more log logging for non-claims uh, portions. So they're going to add different security features so stuff doesn't overclock the servers in not just with this claims thing, which measures like claims essentially measures how much glimmer a person has when they log in, how much inventory space, what you have in your inventory, that type of stuff is what it does. Uh, and for the last update in Season 23, uh, based on the updates in Season 22, they will be improving logging. We'll be targeting deeper and broader architectural improvements to improve these services. So we will we will be getting server, server updates. We'll be getting constant information from Bungie, which is always good, because I, I was honestly starting to lose some faith with how everything was going. I don't know about you, Blaze, but I've, I kind of took a back seat to Destiny this season because of all of the server issues. Thankfully, the server issues haven't been too bad on my end, so I've actually been playing quite a bit of it. I actually almost have all three of my characters max level to show how dedicated I am, but uh, we'll, we'll just talk about that time i'm gonna go into that oh yeah there'll definitely be more time to talk about destiny as the, we don't as need the to go into well. how freaking many hours i have into the game hey hey we had gemini leak how many hours she has for sims i think it's only fair yeah that that that's fair let me I, i'm curious myself i'm looking this up real quick to give you guys an exact number <laughs> of how freaking lonely my life has been hey you have a girlfriend don't even don't even hey, front. now i do <laughs> destiny started way before that yeah destiny was his girlfriend before his girlfriend hey wait, oh, wait, wait, okay 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 it doesn't give me the hours amount it gives me the days and i've played for a straight 82 days and 10 hours <laughs> so divide that by 24. oh my god where where no, are no, you seeing not... this actually is it in stats it's yeah it's oh, in stats. i have i have you beat by a little bit here <laughs> By how much? I have 114 days and 23 oh, hours. Oh my god! The name's Gemini, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW 90.9 FM. Moving forward, going into the other gaming-related news we have on the docket, the one thing that kind of blew my mind is the fact that Among Us, the classic game that everybody loves and everybody totally didn't freak out about and make memes about, into infinity and beyond it was the memes that made it popular to begin with the game was dead literally though the tv show is being created by the creators of infinity train which i never got around to watching i do at some point want to watch it but apparently it's been like it has like critical acclaim with how good the animation is and how good the story is so what, what, what how is this show gonna work? It's gonna be... If, if I were to take inspiration from another show, it'd probably kind of take place like a, a mixture between Star Trek and Alien. There, there isn't even that much, regardless of whether it's content about the show or even like a release date. There hasn't been much that's been revealed. But I, I could just assume it's either going to be in a, a horror uh, animated series or a comedic animated series. And I feel like either way they go, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I feel like it's gonna be some, like, uh, dumb ways to die kind of vibe. Right. And following every other 
movie and television franchise, they're probably going to make a new ground cinematic universe with Henry Stickman and all the other. Well, Henry Stickman is connected. It's the same company that made Henry Stickman that made him on. That's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll probably get at least a reference or two. If we're really talking about references. I think there's only one thing that, especially in the past decade, has really taken a big leap in the mainstream eye. Blaze, why don't we why don't we talk about that full FNAF movie trailer that came out? Yeah, the full movie trailer for it has finally been showed off a couple days ago. We got a teaser a couple weeks back and the announcement for it was what, like mid of last year when it was announced? Yep, and this is the final trailer until the movie is going to be released. Yeah, so we finally got finally got a great look on everything. All the the animatronics look amazing. It all looks like straight out of the game, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I think the cast who they picked for everyone is pretty good. I'm still on a high that Matthew Lillard is going to be William Afton. Uh, I have something to say about that. In the trailer, actually, he is William Afton, but in the trailer, they say that he's a job counselor, for one, yeah. when he's talking on the phone with him, and he runs by a different name. So I'm wondering what they're doing for the story in that bit, that he, like, is in a completely different job now? My theory is that he's hiding under the alias of Steve to hire people in to work there as a night guard to then come in at night and kill them in one of the suits. Uh, yeah, because there was, he did show up. He did show up, you are right. I do wonder if the ending to the movie will be how uh, FNAF 3 ended. Possibly. Without without spoilers. Possibly, because they did say, they did say that the movie was going to loosely, I I don't know if they said loosely or if it's a mistake very true, but they said it was going to follow up to the events of the third game. Okay, then yeah, I'm guessing that that's probably where it's gonna end off. But no, I... Scott Cawthon will probably get like five movies and three... <laughs> another another entire books. set of book series just <laughs> for the movie. A, a, a well, game movie tie-in. Wasn't the last game that came out, the last one that Scott Cawthon was working on with the franchise, doesn't he have like nothing to do with the FNAF series anymore? He, going he does. He, st- he still has creative, like, he still owns the rights to the IP and he still like the main games he like the steel wool ones he's still like with them but he's been focusing on the movie in the in the past years okay cool i do think it's funny in the trailer you see if that is i'm pretty sure it is but like you see golden freddy in the back of the taxi with the kid oh my guess is is that is it's either the the main dude i can't remember uh, mike actually is his name which is Funny, lore-wise, if you know the lore. It's very funny. I'm Um, pretty happy that Josh Hutcherson is going to be playing Mike. I think that was a pretty good pick. But I wonder if it is going to be that, like, him hiding in the suit, like in in FNAF 2, how you would put the Freddy mask on so they don't notice you. Oh, yeah. Or or if it's from one of the other scenes in the trailer where we kind of see him in in this chair with blades in front of him, if he may have actually gotten turned into one of the animatronics. The Golden Freddy. Yeah, because I recall the trailers, uh, but one of the clips in the trailer, I remember seeing that he was being strapped down and he had this like mask with saw blades that was approaching him. It kind of made me feel like it was like a saw trap. It was like, it. I think it's supposed to reference like the scooper in the actual, like, in the, in the lore. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm excited. But, it's going to be, I, I feel like it's going to be a great movie, but I definitely also believe that they're going to have a big teaser at the end of the movie post credit scene. It's going to be another situation like the books and the games where we're just going to get five movies, three Netflix series, two documentaries. I don't think it's going to go that much. You if say Markiplier, that, but... if, if Markiplier doesn't cameo in this, people are going to riot. Right? Oh, have him be fun fact. Guy. There is actually cameos that I've seen already from the trailer. Razbowski, Docco. And the 8-bit guys all got to go to the to the studio to kind of see them film in the last few bits. And they actually got pictures taken of them. And in one of the scenes, it's a quick scene, but in the hallway you can see an employee of the month kind of stand where it has a bunch of pictures. And they are some of the pictures in that in that stand in the oh, movie. That's dope. Oh, that's cool. All they need to do is like have someone like say something about the the kids gone going missing or something. They just be like, "But that's just the theory." <laughs> but yeah, I I don't, I don't know. Like I I haven't been this excited for a horror movie in a long time. But there's just something about the FNAF feel. It's going to be so much better than Willy's Wonderland. And it's if made they... by the same people who did the Megan movie, so they're used to like animatronic stuff. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's Mathrigan. <laughs> you shut the fuck oh up. Right now. <laughs> As a big lore lore nut for any game, any movie, whatever. I want to see if they do kind of stick to the outline of what has happened in the games or not, or if they are kind of... Because this, from what Scott has said, this is this is the lore. This is what's supposed to be the the main canon. I feel like they're going to do it two ways. The, one, there's either going to be a giant amount of exposition, or two, they're going to go the smart route and they're going to show and not tell. What I've seen, it's it's more of the, the latter that you said, the show and not tell. I hope so. Because I swear to God, if we have to sit through a five-minute just exposition dump where the where a person who who really shouldn't know all the stuff about the the history of it, it just goes on and on, like oh William Afton was the blah 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 blah, blah and he I'm kind blah, of blah, worried. Blah. I am kind of worried of that because the trailer there's that random cop that's gonna be in it that seems to know a bit more than she should. Yeah, yeah, I feel like she's the exposition dump, but slash love interest because there always needs to be one in a movie. Very Oh, yeah. yeah you, you know she'll have that exposition dumpy. <laughs> oh my god. Robbie, get out. Alright, well, alright. So have a good time, guys. I'll be the... I, I, I'm ending this podcast. You can leave. <laughs> and with that, I think we've pretty much covered all the crazy wacky stuff that's been going on in uh, in today's world. Obviously, as with every episode, there's going to be a little tidbit. Rob's wrestling row. That's what, it, that's what it's called. That's definitely what it's called. I didn't mess up the name. Tony Khan, the CEO of AEW, and his father, Shad, are interested in buying Bellator. I think this would be really interesting because not only would that mean that on one side of it, you'd have WWE and UFC, but on the other side, you'd have AEW, Bellator, and Ring of Honor. So it'd, be a, it'd be quite the the interesting uh, evolution in the whole uh, combat sports war that's been going on. So they're more of consolidating now, is what you're saying. Yeah, but they're still going to be, they're most likely going to still be separate entities, and who even knows if Tony Khan is even going to buy Bellator. It's just been reported that they're interested. Uh, there will be a lot more for the rest for Rob's Wrestling Round next week, as I will be able to have experience of being at a live AEW event, which is going to be really fun. And apparently it's also going to be like a televised show so I might actually appear on television. Ooh. I hope you get on camera. 
Yeah, I hope I get on camera. Timmy like, wears Waldo up in this bitch. Yeah, you'll just see me with like the worst T-shirt and the and just like a stupid wrestling belt. You bring a sign <laughs> sponsoring our podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just. Just have the pop culture. Make a pop culture. But uh, yeah, uh, speaking of content for the podcast, there was something that almost completely upheaved this episode because Anime Expo is happening this weekend and it's going into the next few days. So that's what we're probably going to be talking about next week. Oh, most definitely. Not only that, but there's there's like two or three series that I've been keeping up on that are getting new seasons starting next week, so. Oh yeah, there's like in the world of anime and manga, there's there is so much to talk about and I am so excited for next week's episode. July is going to be popular for anime right now. Oh yeah. But I think as of right now, that's pretty much it. So, I would like to say first of all, Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of us just talking about the stuff we want to talk about. Make sure to check out all the other podcasts that are featured on CJSW and the CJSW website. And I'd say that that just about wraps it for this episode. So I just want to thank both my lovely guests, Menace. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And Blaze. Save me. They're holding me against my will. (laughs) You'll never leave. Anyways... That's been the Pop Culture Effect. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. I'm held captive. What should I say? You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW 90.9 FM.